Hello and welcome to the Treasured Page podcast. I'm Melanie and this is our quiet crafting space. This is episode 13 of the Junk Journaling podcast and today's topic is all about self-criticism and what we think of our own projects and our own work and we are the ones that are making it so therefore we have the final say on whether it's done or whether it's finished and we also have the final say on whether we like it. And if we like it, we are usually happily able to release it to the world. But if we have a niggling doubt that that's not okay, that we could have done something better or I wish I could have done something else, then that can start to grate on you a little bit and you don't feel the joy as much as you were hoping from a project. Then there are things that you can do. Wherever you are within your creative journey, you're going to come across some projects or little craft pieces that you do that you think, I'm not sure I put my best effort in there or I'm not sure I had the right materials. Perhaps orange wasn't the way to go. It seemed right at the time. Those sort of little queries that come into your head, this little glimmers of doubt, those naughty little pixies that are jumping around on your shoulder saying, I don't think that that's as good as it could have been. And therefore, maybe you put it to one side as a project unfinished, right? Who's got a box of unfinished projects out there? Come on, let's be honest. I've got a cupboard. I've got a drawer. I've got several boxes of unfinished products. I'm not saying I don't like them and I'm not saying that they're not good in their own way. I'm not saying that they would win awards either. I'm just saying that I'm not in love with them. They are projects that I started with this enthusiastic gusto of inspiration and halfway through the project... I just felt I'd either accomplished the the thing I was trying to learn, the skill, the technique. I, I got it and it didn't do that much for me. Therefore, I didn't really want or need to continue. Or when I did finish the project, it just didn't seem to have the wow and pizzazz factor I was hoping for. It didn't seem to match up with the image in my mind of what I wanted to create or that mood in which I was trying to conjure. Yes, this scatter cushion is going to look fabulous on my seat in the living room. And then it didn't. It didn't quite work out. It didn't look like it was supposed to, how I'd seen on a television or in a magazine. It was a little bit, you know, not the measurements weren't right or it didn't sit straight. It came out smaller than I thought. And the colours, when I put them together in my head, they looked amazing. But in reality, not so much. I've had projects like that where I got all excited only to find that the end result was more fun making it than actually owning the piece at the end. The fun and the the fun was the learning, the learning the techniques, the playing with the colour, the using the 
different colour palettes that I wouldn't normally go to. That was the fun of it. The end result can sometimes be, ah, okay, um, not sure I want that on my living room chair after all. Perhaps we'll just put that in the spare room for the guests or perhaps we'll just, we'll just move that. Perhaps we'll give that one away. So there are projects like that. Do you think, oh, uh, okay. Uh, do I want to be bothered to put my zip in it? These things cost money and I'm not sure I like it. You can get projects like that. And often enough, we, we've spent time on them. We've invested a little bit of ourselves. We've learned something along the way, even if it was, I don't really care for this green, blue, purple, rainbow, patterning, flower, you know, patchworky, paper crafty, what's it thing. I don't really like it anymore. I thought it was cool to begin with and, you know, look nice on Pinterest, but in reality, no. So you end up putting it away. You store it. You squirrel it. It becomes part of your home. It lines your house. It creates a fire hazard somewhere. And, um, I'm not saying go and get them. I'm not saying throw them away. I'm not saying any of those things. But I am saying if you know where they are, if you could easily access them, maybe have a look at them and just have a look from a junk journaling perspective. Old craft projects throughout the ages. Is there something in there that, yes, you enjoyed doing that patchwork, but you didn't really want to have a whole bed covering of it. It was supposed to just be a lap quilt, but you don't really use it. Maybe you've got something like that, soft furnishings, or maybe you've got a stack of old card toppers or things like that just stashed away. Wools and things. You started with the inspiration you were going to knit a little cardigan for your nephew. And then next thing you know is, ooh, ooh, you've made a mistake. And and uh, and he was too big anyway, so it wouldn't have fit. You know, things like that. Can you unwind the wool? Can you save the wool and use that as a craft supply for this new, exciting junk journaling world that you are dipping into and... Um, Maybe you've been in the junk journaling world for years and it's fantastic and you're celebrating everything and everything you look in your personal belongings could be a craft supply, absolutely. But you might have things that you have deemed uh, projects that you will endeavour to finish at some point in the future. Absolutely, of course you will. Nah. Except, do you know where it is? Could you be bothered? Do you really want a cushion that no longer matches the chair that you once had but have since renewed? Do you really want to have those card toppers where they look a bit out of date and not in, not as nice and shiny as the fun stuff in the shops at the moment or the stores at the moment? So what do we do with all of that stuff? I've got some panels, some patchwork blocks, things that have not been sewn together. I liked making them. They were fun. I liked the idea of fathoming out the different mathematical way in which you have to put together American quilting blocks 
to give yourself interesting uh, pictures in the end when it all pieces together you can see these fantastic pinwheels uh, doing a dance all over the cloth and you know they're they're upside down one minute then they're going round the next and lo and behold when you stand back oh amazing it looks like a ferris wheel um that i was excited to make something like that and i i made lots and lots and lots and lots of these blocks that i knew if i pieced them together if i can only remember the correct way i knew i would have the whole star constellation of the north hemisphere about about uh, to happen all over my son's bed but you know he grew up <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need some of this stuff and I hadn't finished the project and he was growing too quickly I was like oh no <laughs> you're you're not going to be you're not going to be um appreciative of my star constellation curtains that I've made out of patchwork <laughs> and uh, so there we go we we have a lot of quilting blocks in this house and they do line the eaves of the loft upstairs in the roof and uh, whilst that's lovely insulation, that is all it is. And there was a lot of time and effort and energy. And I remember making them. And it was a lovely time because I thought I was doing something loving and caring for my son. Uh, but we moved house. So therefore, I lost the momentum because the windows were different measurements and the curtains would then need some extra panels and things put into them. And the workload doubled and... So did my life. I'd moved house. I needed to move into the house and I needed to do other things. Other, in, you know, I wasn't in the same place. I'd moved on. He'd moved on. And then he announced that he didn't want stars on his curtains. <laughs> That's fine. You're a teenager. That's <laughs> fine. Um, so what have you got in your stash that you have kept thinking, oh, no, I, I will make that one day. Well, one day is now. Now is the one day. Is this week? It is the next week. Because we're going to be starting a new year. And are we starting a new year with the same old stuff? Or are we going to look at those things and go, do you know what? That, those quilting blocks were brilliant. I executed them well. The colours aren't too bad. If I sewed a few of them together, yeah, I could sew four together. That's fine. That's just, that's just four blocks of um, six by six. I can do that. No problem. And then I've got a nice big square. Well, what could I do with that square? Well, could be a journaling cover. It could be a panel inside a journal. It could make a mini booklet. It could be something more manageable, something more achievable in our busy day to day. Something that you could take that whole quilt topper apart. Just it was waiting to be quilted. Well, maybe your sewing machine wasn't up to it. Maybe you weren't up to it. Maybe you're tired now. Maybe things are different for you. And big projects like a giant quilt is something too much. It's too much. But could you break break it down? Could you just take it apart and take some of that fabric? Could you sell it? Could you sell it to fellow junk journalists and start a little sideline? There's an idea. 
and lots of people are looking for old quilts and things like that. Um, little cut up bits that they could use the remnants of in their junk journaling, either for fun toppers onto the front cover of the journal or to make the soft cover of a journal or a folder, a file folder or a bag to keep the journal in. Could you look at something like that if you're a keen sewer? But what if you've got stacks and stacks of paper, but it's all ugly colours? What if it's all old-fashioned stuff that you just don't feel the same passion for anymore? What if it's patterning that really, really dates it back to the 90s or the noughties? And... Um, could you do something with that and you're just not sure? Has it got patterning on it? Maybe more childlike patterning? Or is it a load of stuff for Easter that you you know, you only need it once a year and, and when it comes around to Easter, there's so many other things that you quite like to get your hands on that the old stuff from 25 years ago still tucked away somewhere. It doesn't seem quite so bright and shiny and new anymore. What if you were to put it into a junk journal for Easter or for whenever and those are the papers that you use to tea stain or coffee stain or dye with some ink. Those are the ones that maybe you get the paints out that you've forgotten about and water down some acrylic paint and give it a dye and a stain and all of a sudden that is no longer candy-coloured yellow skipping sheep and and hens and eggs and patterning blue bows and funny butterflies it's now grungy papers and something that you can tear from and collage with and sew little bits together in an interesting way suddenly it's a more useful supply so can you recycle old projects we've been looking at that recently recycling artwork that you had things that were okay you enjoyed the process but it came out with a result not so spectacular or it was one of a batch that came out that wasn't as great and here I'm referring to eco printing when I took some eco dyeing uh, on paper and I got some very very nice impressions from plants on some of the papers but there were other papers that it was washed out and you couldn't see it you wouldn't want to frame it, it was never going to be anything but it's still useful good quality paper that got dyed and it does have a discoloration, a marble effect or a blackened edge, something. Certainly totally fine to be cut up and made tags of and put into the journal with a focal image or something fun. Um, or for something more dark and more wintry. Uh, these sort of things are worth a revisit. Otherwise, they're just a pile of stuff. You think, well, gosh, that took me such a long time to make. I'm not sure I just want to throw that out. There must be a use for it. And we're programmed to think like that anyway, aren't we? We hoard things for a future purpose or use. And it's a never-ending cycle of not using it because A, you can't find it usually, or B, you're not sure or have forgotten what the inspiration was for that, um, but you knew you needed it for something. So, yeah, have a look this month as as we've got all, all the other things going on. Just either this is moving into January and things like that, thinking um, along the lines of 
all these projects that I've got here that are unfinished, are they? Or are they just there as a useful supply to be repurposed into something completely different that you weren't expecting and certainly never intended? So the cushion cover could now be a book cover. The stack of paper scraps for card toppers, if they're shiny, uh, could you buy a bottle of um, clear gesso? Could you paint that on and get rid of the shine and then flick some paint on them and make them interesting art pieces with the paint splatters and would they look fun on tags going forward as a lovely new year supply for some interesting springtime crafts if you're going to be putting on splatters and things and make or make your old easter paper jazz it up we could do that on the channel that might be fun and spruce up what you already have which is something that we're always talking about in the junk journaling world because part of what we do is recycle and reuse so we just need to also apply that to the things that we're hoarding and things that we're saying we're going to do at a later date. We're not. We're probably not going to do that. We're possibly not going to make that massive great big quilt. And, you know, I'm sorry, but you're not going to keep coming back and reading the same magazine that you've already read and flicked through a couple of times. So... Really, you might want to think about either throwing away the 25 magazines you're hoarding, plus the others in the other box, or <sighs> repurpose them into a journal and make a journal out of magazine pages where you then put paint on the top of them and white gesso over it and create a new page. Those are all the resources that you, you probably have. You've probably got um, yarn and trim and lace and scraps. And those are all part of your abundance of stuff that is in your crafting kit and caboodle in your craft area, craft room, craft cupboard, craft bag, crafty house, crafty warehouse. <laughs> Um, but we don't want crafty warehouses because that is overwhelming. We like to think we want all the room and all the space and all the stuff. But we all know that when we reduce our things around us, that's when we're often more creative. Having too many stamps is overwhelming. We need one pack of stamps of things that make us happy. For me, it's botanical images. I like to have a couple of packs of stamps. And any more than that, I just don't need them on the table. They really shouldn't be here. I can always get up and go and find something if I need a stamp of a brick wall and I want to do something a little bit more random but I don't need to have the brick wall stamp right here I can see it it's looking at me and I don't need it I don't use it I've used it three times so what's on your desk that you don't use very often and those are the things that you also need to move out so yeah a lot of what this podcast has become about is making way for your own creativity and in order for that to happen you really have to have only the essentials around you and you also have to unpack some boxes of your life and go through some old projects and see what supplies you have avoid bringing in new 
The only new things that I bring in that I desperately use is more cotton reels, um, even though I've got some vintage ones. I do find that the um, the cotton can break because it can deteriorate over time. So I do buy cotton spools for my sewing. I do buy glue and... Um, Photocopy paper we have and I would also um, have more ink or reinker if I need it. Those are the main things. Everything else can be got second hand and, um, you know, even the thread if it's good quality. But there shouldn't really be a great deal that you're buying in new. Uh, ephemera, that should happen between swaps with others and friends and neighbours and things like that. And also going to thrift shops and uh, charity sales, you'll be able to gain certain things there as as yeah. But just just have a look at the um, what are you hoarding that uh, could be repurposed, recycled art, your art. Have you got something framed on the walls, been up there gathering dust? It's really cool, but would it look even better with a rejuvenated lease of life as a coffee table book? Um, would that old tapestry or something you did a bit of cross stitch way back when could that be turned into a little booklet or something useful something that you can have in your home and draw pleasure from because you have a happy memory about it you know what's gathering dust um, somewhere in a corner of your home that, that just doesn't get much attention and would you maybe consider refreshing some of the photographs in frames, taking the old ones out and putting them in a special place in a journal and bringing in the new as you've got changing family? So maybe that might be something that you would like to have instead of old dusty photos of um, kids that are, you know, now having their own or pictures that could just be refreshed with new memories this year. Um, there'll be that. So, you know, just have a look around your home. You think, gosh, what have I been living with? What are my constants? What are my, I'm very, I don't even notice it anymore because it's been there so long and it's always been there and to change it would be odd. What are those things? Just, just question yourself, have a little look and could you take those photographs and put them somewhere more special, honour them and give them a better place? Um, you might think, yeah, but what's a better place than on the windowsill where I can see it every day? But you've been seeing it every day for 15 years. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to see something else? Because you're moving forward. Remember, we have to, we have to, we have to move forward and um, have a look around. What are you surrounding yourself with that does not entertain you? or inspire you because it's always been yeah then so this is the new it's a new thought process of having a little think about those things around you can you freshen things up or those beautiful photographs you don't want to forget your wedding day you don't want to forget that special meal or that memory or that loved one Maybe the frame is wrong. Maybe you need to provide it with something a bit different or put it on a wall or see if you can find somebody who can 
maybe enhance that picture a bit more or blow it up and make it bigger. These sort of things, things that we're living with, are they a junk journaling supply? Can they be revived in another way? And have you hoarded old, forgotten projects that you had intended to create and make something amazing with? Could you still do that, but not for the original purpose? So we're not having a scatter cushion. We're having a junk journal cover. We are not going to make 50 greeting cards or birthday cards and sell them at a craft fair because nobody wants that style anymore. That is not interesting to people. So can you refresh what you've already got and continue to try and sell them in that way? Or would they look more amazing in a junk journal for which you might be able to sell and still use those things that you already have that completely forgot about. Have you got a stash of lunch napkins that are really quite dated now because they were from 10, 15 years ago? Well, that that's brilliant because actually right now, those that idea of decoupaging the napkin onto a white gessoed surface with a liquid glue just one sheet the top printed sheet looks amazing it looks fantastic on a journaling page or the outside cover of a journal book or even for happy mail so look at your stuff and start questioning it and seeing has somebody put a youtube video up about how i can make this better and yep reducing stuff is always an excellent thing to be doing but repurposing things that you already have will give you exciting craft projects that you hadn't even considered. And most of the time you can add these things to a journal to enhance what you're already doing and make a dull page into an interesting page by using things that have inspired you and have been a comfort to you for over years when you've got pictures that you have had. But you know, maybe putting now different pictures up, that might be a process worthwhile for you in your moving forwards into the new year. And also to honouring that comfort and that stable imagery that you've been seeing over the years by putting it into a very, very special dedicated journal. And that still be part of your everyday life because you maybe have it on a coffee table for people to actually look at. And maybe there'd be a story behind the photographs. And um, so maybe some of the younger generation can appreciate these things. Uh, yeah, so those are some thoughts, thoughts of this week and uh, also f to take forward to the new year of where we must, must go in clearing up our spaces because we have to do this weekly, this clear up, this declutter, but this also this rethink and purging of things, being connoisseurs of our stuff, our supplies and our scraps. We don't need everything. They're coming to us in abundance. And who doesn't love a little a little look around the shops just to see if there's a bargain? Come on, we do. And we always come back with an interesting find if we go into one of these places. So adopt a one-in-one-out policy. And if you're bringing in yarn, maybe gift away a yarn or, you know, re-look re at some of the yarn and think, yeah, I'd... I didn't actually need that many balls of eyelash 
yarn. I just didn't. Um, yeah, do that. And let's see how we get on with all of that. But yeah, it's it's another little inspiration for looking at the stuff. And I'm looking at the stuff. Believe me, I am looking at the stuff. It is everywhere. And a clear up needs to happen in here. Piles of books, overflowing baskets of stuff and more control, <laughs> more order is needed. But we all know that's not going to happen unless I really dedicate some time to it. And I haven't got a lot of time. So my only solution is to do it in bite sized achievable chunks, just like tackling some of those projects you thought you were going to do or you'd love to see it done. Just set yourself 20 minutes, 20 minutes for that unfinished project. You could do that this week. 20 minutes to have a go at that unfinished project. If you hate it, if you've gone off it, if it doesn't inspire you, repurpose it, turn it into a journal. If you think you can do it and it would be a real achievement and you'd like to see this year out saying I finished that, then 20 minutes this week to dedicate to that unfinished project. That's it, just 20 minutes. 20 minutes could turn into an hour, not saying it can't, but you've got to start somewhere. So set an alarm 20 minutes on an unfinished project. That is this week's challenge. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Melanie and this is The Treasured Page. And if you'd like to catch up with some inspiration videos, please have a look at all of my playlists. At the moment, we're doing December, uh, December Daily Projects, Defemeremba. And that is in a playlist on YouTube. So have a look at the journal that's being created there. Very exciting stuff. And I will be back with you very soon. Take care, guys. And above everything else, just slow down and make crafting time for you. Bye bye now. Mm -hmm.